Stupid Records podcast with Vince and Bobby. I'm Vince. I'm Bobby. And welcome to episode three of our podcast, which is also part two of the Record Road Trip. Record Road Trip. I like that, the way that sounds. Record Road Trip. I keep wanting to say rockin' Record Road Trip. It was rockin'. It was pretty rockin'. Mm-hmm. Um, If you haven't listened to Record Road Trip Part Mm 1, I suggest you stop listening to this one right now and go listen to that one. Stop right now! Oh my god, I saw that Meat Love song. Um, Stop right now! Before you go any further. Anyway, that's episode one if you want to go back and listen to that one too. Mm -hmm. Um, No, go back and listen to episode two, which is part one of the Record Road Trip. That way you get all the backstory. Because uh-huh. I'm not going to recap what we said <laughs> in episode no. one. Cause it was it was like an hour and a half, so yeah, we're not going to re- recap any of that. We want to keep keep on rolling. But you could still continue technically to listen to it because you don't have to. I mean, this is a part two of our yeah. of our trip, yeah. and we went to different places and acquired different items. So well, it's nice to have the backstory. Yeah, sure. And yes. and see how the trip evolved. Mm-hmm. So, but if this is your first time listening to us, thank you. And this is, uh, we're going to recap our, um, our travels to, uh, record stores, um, in Richmond, Virginia, in Richmond, Virginia. Um, and we're just going to discuss uh, the items that we found, um, in our hunt yeah. and, um, and just kind of give you a little story uh, info about them. And that way that you can. Um, either you already are knowledgeable on these items or you're going to learn something new and that's what we you hope can, to do. You can check out these albums. You can check out the stores we went to. Yes, absolutely. Um, we started off day two. We had breakfast. Mm-hmm. It, um, what was the name of the cafe? Was it 812? 821. 821 Cafe. Cafe. Fantastic. It's, it's in Richmond. I forget what street it was on. But was, if you're in Richmond, you're visiting Richmond, check them out. It was a very good breakfast. Very good breakfast. And they have a painting of Captain Spaulding from yeah. <laughs> House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects on the wall. Yep. And a Pantera sticker and some other crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, some other great stuff. It was So, yeah, yeah. It, it was cool. It was good. We had a good time. Good time. So we got filled up. It started getting hot early in the morning. So we went to our first stop in the hunt, uh-huh. which was Vinyl Conflict. Yes. And yeah. <clears throat> it's a small shop um, uh-huh. focused on um, punk and metal. Yes. Um, the owner was dog watching oh yeah so they had he had this charlie little, he had this little dog charlie in there charlie was awesome charlie greeted everyone and super friendly would hang out with you yeah he's really um, cute any like bobby said in the last episode any shop that has an animal yeah just gains so many points yeah you, yeah you automatically get some but and also too that this was like i said like you you said they are geared to punk and metal so that right oh. there is that's Vince and I together. I'm the punk, he's the metal. So that was like woohoo! We're so excited. So it's a small shop. It's near um, near the Hollywood Cemetery, which is a super cool cemetery. We did not get to go on this trip just it was because ungodly hot, so hot, and you you need to really walk that cemetery to get the full um, experience. But there's two presidents that are buried there, among tons of other Civil War. As the, as the um in the um, hotel the TV would turn on I was giving a little pitch to to visit Richmond visit, and they're like info. they're like oh this, the cemetery two presidents and twenty five Confederate generals are buried there I'm mm-hmm. like okay cool I guess yeah. we're in the south 
but <coughs> it is very cold. It's just a beautiful, but um, anyway, back anyway, to a vinyl conflict. Back to a vinyl conflict. It's a it's, great small little store. Small shop, great stuff. He mm-hmm. did have a small hip hop section. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, there was a lot of um, a lot of newer releases for metal. Mm-hmm. Um, he had some really great used punk. A lot of bands neither of us had ever heard of. Yeah. And we wanted to buy every single one of them we, we saw. Did. Yeah. He had a bunch of um, Angelic Upstarts vinyl. I love those had, but you, you know, um, we had more stores we had to hit, so we, we couldn't did. blow right. our budget on the first store. Yeah, so. and they had some great um, overpriced. Well, I say overpriced just because um, we're cheap. We're cheap, <laughs> but I mean some of the collector items that were on the wall that were well. Over. Oh yeah, that Rocky Erickson he had. Yeah. It was like one hundred and ten dollars. Oh my god! I which love. is which is it's the it's market it's price. Why? It's market price. It's just um it, so it's it's kind of nice. It's like a um you know also a museum to look at these things <laughs> yeah. too that you may have never seen again but or, or yeah. you may never oh, purchase god, love at that, that price. I'd love but, that, that Rocky Erickson. Yeah, there was a lot of really cool stuff and some great um yeah so great he has forty five yeah so he has vinyl twelve inch he's got forty five he's got a really nice cassette collection. Mm-hmm. Got some CDs. CDs are pretty, um, uh, fairly priced. Yeah, fairly considering and you what found they some, are. You, you bought a few things. Mm-hmm, I did. I did. So the, so the, well, let's see. The first thing that I found, there was so much there um, that I would love to have had. Um, just try, like I said, trying to watch and budget. Um, but I found a really cool um, album called Hellraisers. Or the, the band's called Hellraisers. The album's called Bump. No, Razor, Razor Bump. Bumps. Razor Bumps. Razor Bumps. <laughs> um, so I honestly do not. I've never heard of them either. No, but um, the price was right. The price was right. I wanted to check them out. They, you know, just the front kind of. <laughs> like you said, I do find stuff that kind of I'm like, oh, this looks like me. Has a razor blade, and uh, then it lady, has the girl like with fishnets, fishnets yeah. with a, um, you know, iridescent. Um, platform boots with a vintage jacket holding an old classic microphone microphone, which is very rockabilly-esque style um um, microphone but yeah so i I don't know this band this looks like a fairly it looks like a newer newer release yeah um good quality um is it black vinyl it is a that's great. Oh, oh. Ooh, see, I, well, I just opened it up oh. with for, with you guys too. It's very shiny gray. Look at that. Oh, 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 oh. What else is in there? Oh, hold on. Ooh. Whoa, oh, whoa. A, a poster. Oh, you got a download code. Ooh, a download code. You got that. Um, and oh. so this album is, it has manufactured in CZ. Wouldn't that be like it's Czech Republic? Czech, Czech Republic. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I also kind of grabbed it too because I thought they? that'd be interesting. Oh, so this fold out is the um, lyric sheet. Oh, cool. So it's on Pop Wig. Um, is the. Um, it's from 2017. Yeah. Pop Wig is the. Um, help me out here. Why am I drawing a blank? Record label. Thank you. Record label. This is how my brain works. It just blanks out on me constantly. The band, I don't even, the, the band's not even listed. No, so I, that just intrigued me. I thought it would be really interesting to check out. Um, never heard of them. They were in the punk section, so I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going for it. And the price was right to try it out, so that's what I did. Um, so I found that. Oh, I'm curious about this one. Um, it's a really nice. 
I think maybe I paid five dollars for it. Was it was really he like I said, he had a bunch of punk. I mean, there was stuff that was like yeah. twenty and up, but there was a lot of he had a lot of under ten dollar used punk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that was um, so that was neat. Um, yeah. So then the um, second, uh, and I showed, I kept finding a bunch of records. Oh, I go, Bobby, look, gosh. look at this, look at, and she was looking at one section. I go, I go, um, there's a psychobilly section. Yeah. So <laughs> which psychobilly is like one of my top favorite styles. Um, it's just. Yeah, rockabilly, any rockabilly, but psychobilly. When you throw that in there, that's like, yep, that's 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 me all together. So, and he kept finding CDs that he would show me, and I'm like, stop showing me all these because I can't afford it. I know he had some. Like, I really, I should have got that corrosion and conformity CD. Yeah. Oh, so much cool stuff. But you did find this really cool. Yeah, this one. You, if you didn't buy it, I was gonna buy it for you. Yeah, I, I uh, like I said, I love my psychobilly. So um, it was a Necromantics, um, Dead Girls Don't Cry, but it's a Japanese um, press. Press. So that was really excited for me. I already have this CD, but I don't have the Japanese print, okay. so now I do. Yeah, and it's got. And if you, if you're a Japanese CD or Japanese release collector it's got the Obi strip yeah so it's, and we haven't even opened it so I no, we I don't even know if it has bonus tracks or not I don't know but yeah he had a lot of great punk CDs and yeah now so he like like Vince said there was a, a psychobilly section very small section um, but if, if a place if a a store has a small section. I, I'm that's big enough most, section yeah, for me because most, most places don't have one at all. Um, yeah. So on in the that section, he didn't actually have tons and tons over there in the was, vinyl it was a, for it. It was a small section. Small section. Um, it was it was also rockabilly was mixed in there um, more than he, the rockabilly section kind of overlapped with the psychobilly, but. I found this um, rockabilly album called the band's called um, Matchbox, and the album is called Rock Rockabilly Rebel. Um, on the cover, the you know the upright is the on the back of the upright is a Confederate flag painted <laughs> on there. You know, oh, you so, need Confederate flags for your releases. I know, right? Well, you are from the south, so. So the. Um, so the artist says so one, two, three. There's five, five guys in the band. Um, this was in what year? Uh, 80, 79. 79. Oh, 79. Wow. So, yeah, a lot of them, of course, have that um, late seventies kind of. You got the hairspray slick back look going. Yeah. One guy has a really Conway Twitty style hair. This reminds me oh, of like goodness. the helmet helmet hair. Um, but they all look pretty great this was um it's on sire records now the i don't know i don't know anything about this band other than the rockabilly and the price was right and <laughs> and just the was way that another they, five dollar one yeah, yeah and just the way that they looked on there um side one the first song was rockabilly rebel there you go and then the second one what this is cracks me up is called buzz buzz a diddle it so I don't know, but that just, oh, I was like, sounds good to me. Um, so I thought I'd buy it. And they actually, and it even, they thank, you know, the people in the back. And it, so there's even someone playing the washboard. So come on Oh now. my goodness. Gotta love it. Gotta love it, right? Oh then we got my. the, we got a washboard on here, a harmonica, a fiddle. <sighs> oh yeah. So this is going to be, 
I can't wait to listen to this. This sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so those were my three simple finds. Um, so they one punk and psychobilly and a rockabilly. So I was really happy with that. So how about you? So I actually got a cassette. I got the cassette. Well, the cassette single of Alice Cooper's Freedom and Time to Kill from from 1987. I mean, the set itself is not in great shape, but I used to have this back back in back in days. Back in days. Back in days, I wanted to have another copy of it, and it was just a few bucks. So. And I think I, there's probably a lot of um, music fans that tend to do that as well. I, I think really, actually, I think our age group too. I think yeah. something about our age group is that we're very nostalgic for things from when we were younger. So it's like, yeah. I think when we find things, we're like, oh my God, yeah. I had this. I, I mean, want it again. I, I mean, I have the, um, those two songs on CD. On, right. some Raise Your Fist and Yell Out. I have it on CD and I have a sealed copy on vinyl. Yeah. And that was the second and final album that Alice did with um, Kane Roberts as the muscle-bound guitar player. They had a guitar that looked like a machine gun that shot flames. Mm. You know they can't see you flexing, right? They blind their eyes at this. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm so far out of shape right now. He was flexing, and I was like, no one can see that. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. So my lone CD purchase at Vinyl Conflict was Peter and the Test Tube Babies Alien Pubduction. Yeah, so this has a little from funny... From 1998. Yeah, so there's a little funny thing. So you know how uh, Spotify, they'll do that... Um, End of year, your most listened to artist. Your most listened to artist. And for Vince, who is... He likes punk music, but he's not a huge punk rock um, fan. Yeah. But there, it said Well, I'm, I'm a selective punk rock Selective, fan. yes. But Spotify came up last year with his uh, most listen to artist was um, the top one was Peter and, and the, the test, test two babies. babies and I have zero mem memory of listening to them but but, but now I've gotten into them because it said it was my favorite art my most listened to artist of yeah. the year so now I've been listening to them see but I think it's great alien pubduction yeah and there's one track on here called I'm getting pissed for Christmas yeah. featuring GBH so. oh nice yeah, and I, I like Peter and the Test Tube, so that's yeah, you have good. That, so, that, you have that record there. It's really yeah, so good. E so even if you weren't going to get it, I was probably going to most likely get it. But yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm sure it's pretty good. Oh, I'm sure. So. All right, so and then as far as vinyl, I finally got a copy of um, White Snakes Live in the Heart of the City. Now there was two versions of this. Mm -hmm. There was one that was just a, um, a single disc. Which was live in the heart of the city, recorded in 1980. Then there was a two-record version. Not blocking the microphone off the record. There was a two-record version that had a second disc. It was recorded in '78 live, and we keep finding the um, single disc one, single disc mm -hmm. one. Yeah. And we were at one shop, and they had the German pressing of it, and I was like, it was like 12 bucks. I was like yes, and, it, and the little yeah. on the sticker they wrote missing record two. Yeah. I'm like, well, then it's not $12 record then. Right. So we keep finding finding it, but it's not, always missing. Not the, the one I want. It's always missing a record. So we finally found, this is the U.S. first pressing on Liberty United Records. Mm -hmm. It's got both records. The both. outside's on great condition for the yeah, most part. Yeah, the records, no, the whole thing was, it's, the inner sleeve, it's got a bent corner, but the inner sleeves are kind of, eh. Yeah. But it's just nice to finally have it. The version I want, and yeah, this was before um, White Snake had come to the U.S. 
So they weren't the white snake that everyone knows. They were more of a... um, They were... They were a lot more um, bluesy. A lot more... um, Almost a pub rock band. Almost like the Faces. But okay. more organ. More organ. Then they came to the U.S. and like, and then '84 and on. Coverdale was like, "We're gonna appeal to a bigger audience and just really went commercial." Mm-hmm. The, their logo has always been great, though. I'm I glad that they never changed. Well, they it. did change it. They, they, did change they it? changed it with the um, 1987 album. Oh, okay. But it's and I like I love this logo. It's just a snake. Mm-hmm. I used to have a T-shirt of this logo on it. I'm sure there's someone out there that has this as a tattoo. I'm sure. I'm positive there has to be. If you have a, a, a tattoo of the white snake logo with this snake, I would, I would love to see it. And this was a really <laughs> good lineup of the white snake. It had John Lord and Ian Pace of Deep Purple in it, Neil Murray on bass, and Bernie Marston and Mickey Moody on guitars. Is this one that was this one reissued? I don't know Did if they this, I don't know if it's been reissued. No. Um, I know. I feel like Geffen in the late '80s, after White Snake got po- popular in the U.S., that oh, was reissued. Okay. The single disc, it might have been. I don't know why uh, I had in my head that it was reissued. I don't, I don't know. know. But this was like you know, it was like a White Snake pre like nineteen eighty. Well, eighty four they started the change. So that's mm-hmm. eighty four is a transitional year, but I'll include it classic White Snake because it still had yeah most of the, that sound. But mm-hmm. once you went past that was. Uh, slide it in 84 slide it in and before and after like two different bands i mean there were different yeah. players but sound wise it was completely different yeah like if you like like i said if you like some pub rock and blues rock you'd like early white snake mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a great album it's got um or if you like faces if you like faces it's got some great stuff on here like there, it has their cover of um bobby blue bland's um ain't your love in the heart of the city on here Oh, it's such a good version. Coverdale had such a great voice. You know, I we both had mentioned faces, but that's coming up on a episode. We'll yep. T- in our next um, episode of bargains, treasures from the bargain treasures bin. Treasures from the bargains that, bin. Yeah, so that, you have to look out for that yeah. one about when I'll be discussing the band, the faces. And so the, the other record faces. I got was "My Girlfriend's Dead" by Ian North. I am not. And what attracted me to the cover? I shouldn't have used that word. But it's got titties on the front. He's a boob dude. It does have boobies. And it's on the back. And boobies on the back. And and more boobies. Whoa! It's a lot of boobies. That's a lot of boobage. So this is from 1980, and um, Ian North in the 70s, he'd been the singer for a band called Milk and Cookies. (laughs) I like it. With um, Justin Strauss, who went on to become a major um, remixer. Oh. He's done remixes for like everyone. Um, and then after they broke up, Ian went to, they were in New York, he went to England and formed a band called Ian North's Radio. Mm-hmm. And they broke up. Then he had a band called Neo. Okay. He's had a lot of bands. Yeah. And then he went solo and then did a few things in the early 80s and then didn't do much for a bunch of years. And then um, he died this year. Oh, so sad. So I don't know what his cause of death was. But he had like the beginning, or he had that like that skater bangs. Or like, skater bangs? Yeah, look at it. it. It's like yeah. very almost over the one eye. I think I look like Brian Ferry. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But yeah, I'd never heard this record, so I was really surprised to see it. And um, 
yeah, I can't wait to listen to it. Oh, Sasha. Because you know, I'm not I'm not just a hair metal guy, metal guy. I do like you know some punk too, and I like a lot of new wave and cold wave stuff and, and goth. goth and yes. Um. So that was the first stop. And that was Vinyl Conflict. That was Vinyl Conflict in Richmond. And then we went to. Let me look at our stash here. Oh, on our way to our next record store, we stopped at a thrift store, which I'm not going to name. No. But it looked great online. It wasn't great in person. Oh, no, 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 no. And um, a lot of their stuff was overpriced. Way overpriced. And they had a small record and CD section. and Very small. And they had a, the CD um, Don't Come Easy, which is the first album by the band Taiketo mm -hmm. from 1991. I mean, for lack of a better term, they're, they're a bunch of long-haired dudes, hair metal. They weren't that metal. They're more rock, but um, I wanted the CDs were fifty cents, and I left all my money and my cash in the car. Yeah. So I really wanted the CD, so I had to find something else to buy in order to use a credit card. <laughs> so I got a copy of Twisted Sister "Stay Hungry" on vinyl for four bucks. Which we see everywhere we go. Yeah, I mean, it's places are starting to want more for it, but yeah. I already have a copy of it. Right. I mean, my one copy I have is really beat up, but it amazingly plays. And this one is in fairly good shape. Yeah. Fairly good. I mean, there's some marks on it, but it's in way better condition than one in my collection. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this one will probably end up in the store. I'll, I'll, I'll test it, make sure it plays. But it'll probably happen in the store, so it can go to a home yeah. that loves it. I'm sure there's lots of Twisted Sister fans out there. You gotta have, you gotta have at least one Twisted Sister. Absolutely. On I mean, it's got. I mean, it's, of course, it's got the hits on it. I want to rock, and we're not gonna take it. But then it's got good stuff on it, like Burning Hell and SMF. It, it's decent stuff, you know. And so that'll be in the store before too long, and someone can enjoy D. Snyder and the Boys. Yes. Good and, old um, D. So then we went over to Record and Relics, mm -hmm. which is another small shop. Yes. Um, he had a large jazz section. Very large jazz section. He was playing jazz. He was playing jazz. And, and there's a fair amount of customers in the store once mm -hmm. we got in there. And um, after the one, this one long jazz piece finished playing, he thanked everyone for not heading to the door. <laughs> Yeah, he said his wife would not have been so patient, and yeah. um, and she would have shut it down. I said, uh, yeah, I I didn't say this out loud, but I was thinking, yeah, I definitely would have shut and it down. And he had some VHS tapes that I'd like to have had, but I wasn't going to pay twenty dollars for one. And he had some a, a few eight tracks. Yeah. And I meant to buy the Alice Cooper Killer one he had because it was a actual the tape itself, the cartridge was red. Yeah. And I, I was going to get it. I got distracted and I found a bunch of five dollar records. Uh -huh. And he had he had pretty good um, metal and hair metal cassette selection. He had a bunch for a dollar. He did. Then he had some for a little more, and he had a big Phil um, Phil Lennett poster on the wall. Mm -hmm. And he had some signed records. He had a signed Kiss, Kiss one by all the yep. original guys. He had a signed uh, Runaways. Mm -hmm. uh, who he had two other signed records up. I can't remember. I just was focusing on the Runaways. I wish yeah. I could. Would have and he had that it. Sherry Curry record that we yes. saw in Vinyl Conflict, yeah, but it was which... like forty bucks. Yeah, which is market value, evidently, yeah. because everywhere we've seen it twice, and it, yeah. that's the price that it was. Um, yeah, so it was a it was a small little shop, um, and I have to put it in perspective that the the city of Richmond is, is massive, massive. So these stores, not one of them could we walk to the other one. 
it, we've yeah. had to drive to all of them, and they've all were different sections of um, Richmond. So this was in Church Hill, which I've that was Church yeah. Hill. Yeah. So there's a lot. It's, I remember because we had to go up a hill, yeah. and there was lots of churches. Yeah. So they called that part of town Church Hill. So it was a very very small. Um, it looked almost more residential than any yeah. area. There was yeah. a couple little things. Very quiet. It was actually nice. But and he had a had a good a lot of five dollar records. Yeah. You found one. I did. I did find one. And what um, did you get? I got um, NXS the swing, like um, in part one of of this trip. Um, I really got into NXS more or re revisited revisited it. Um, after I watched that Netflix documentary on Michael Hutchins. So um, I've been pretty much buying up anything that I find of them. Um, not that everything by them is great, I know, but it's just, I think, the, I just feel like the loyalty I need. <laughs> and so <laughs> this one's. Michael Hutchins. This has a gatefold cover. So this is a gatefold. It's a record club edition. It is record club edition. It's the swing. Um, just, it's great. A lot of different. Uh, photo shots and the, of all the, the record guys. itself is in pristine, pristine condition. It's amazing. It comes with bucks. the original um, inner sleeve. You should uh, use that clear one for um, the oh, yeah. trash bags. Trash bags. It was so tight. Um, but yeah, so it's in it's it's in a little discoloration on the um, inner sleeve. But other than that, it's in great. We condition. usually find it for a lot more than five dollars. Yeah, we usually do. So because it seems like in excess records are going up in value recently. I guess yeah. cause, maybe because of the documentary. Maybe, maybe um, documentary is a. It's yeah, it's, it's really good. great. It's just have your tissues ready. Oh my gosh, um, but anyway, so this was a great find for me. I was happy with it. So. Um, yeah, and then you found a I, few first more I things. I found a few things, and you, she kept going, how about this? How about this? I'm like, well, just stop finding me stuff. <laughs> so but, we, um, we get each other back. <laughs> so I'm going to start with some cassettes. Let me start. With, so I got, I did get some more cassettes. I got um, Black Sabbath's Forbidden and Black Sabbath Cross Purposes. They're um, 90 Sabbath. Again, with Tony Martin sings, I mentioned earlier. Now, I like Tony Martin era Sabbath. Yes. I mean, Forbidden was produced by Ernie C. of Body Count, and a lot of Sabbath fans call it the worst Black Sabbath album. Oh. I don't think it is. I I rather enjoy it, and I think it's, I think there's there's some turds on it, but overall it's not that bad. <laughs> I mean, I think it would have been better if it hadn't been called a Black Sabbath album. Same thing with all the Tony Martin albums, but I think it's that period is really underrated. And I got. The um, first release of the self-titled Rat EP on Time Coast Records. Mm-hmm. It's an okay shape. Yeah. Were these all the dollar ones? Or? No, 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 no. These the Sabbath and Rat weren't dollar ones. Oh, okay. I had to pay a little more for those, but I really wanted them. And then I got a self-titled, self-released cassette, 1988, by a band called Circus. And it was recorded at. Morris Sound Studio in Tampa, Florida, where a lot of uh, death metal bands yeah. recorded. Which sounds hilarious to me in Florida. When you yeah. think death metal, like, I always say this. Like, I... Like, go ahead, finish. I was going to say, I don't think of, like... There's tons of death metal from Florida. Well, yeah, no, I was going to say and, with the heat, because yeah, I'm but, thinking, when you think of death metal, I'm like, I'm yeah. like I just want to be somewhere where it's cold, yeah. because, you know, death metal, we tend to wear a lot of black, <laughs> and who wants to be out in the heat? And so I'm like, Florida, oh my God. Maybe it's because, maybe it's because they're so pissed off from the heat. Maybe. That's why we have a lot of death metal from down there. Maybe. <laughs> but, um... 
I haven't listened to this yet, but these guys definitely aren't death metal by their titles of Movie Star, Runaway at the Circus, Burning, and Rain is Falling. But um, apparently um, these guys are still around, some of them. They're still using the circus name, and they're like a classic rock tribute band now. And they just do covers. Nice. So that was a pretty cool find. And now on to the records I got. Yes. Yeah, you found a few. I was surprised. So at first, I didn't find that many. And then the last section when you found the In Excess, yeah. there was a bunch more. So I got Y&T's Down for the Count, mm-hmm. which had um, their hit, Summertime Girls. I love the cover. Yeah, that's a pretty cool cover. For the, um, Dracula um, trying to bite a robot. Yeah, that's pretty funny. It's, in re- it's got a few marks, but overall it's in good shape. It's just mm-hmm. a $5 record. I'm not a huge Y&T fan. Mm-hmm. What's the Y&T for? Yesterday and Tomorrow. Oh. That's what they, they started in the 70s, and that's what they used to call themselves, and then it became Y&T. But I think like three of the four dudes that played on this record are dead. So, there's that. And then I got um, the 12-inch single of Stars by Heronade, which was the um, all-star benefit that um, Ronnie James Dio put together in 86. And so you had tons and tons of singers and musicians from all kinds of bands on this. And you had like, you had Ronnie James Dio, you had Dave Manichetti from Y&T, you had Rob Halford and Kevin DeBro and uh, Paul Shirtino Roughcut, Jeff Tate of Queens or Don Dawkin. Wow. That's a lot of name drops right there. I know. Well, get ready. Craig Goldie from Dio, Eddie Ojeda from Twisted Sister, Vivian Campbell of Def Leppard, Brad Holy Gillis of Night Ranger, Neil Shona Journey, George Lynch of Dawkins, Inve Malmsteen, Carlos Cavazzo of Quiet Riot. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh, and if you're playing the drinking game, then you are and just then you have drunk Adrian, right off this album. You have Adrian Smith and Dave Murray of Iron Maiden. You had Whoa. Spinal Tap on here. Holy Toledo. Wasp did backing vocals. That idiot Ted Dugent's on here. We're going to have a playlist just of, from this. Yeah, just have a playlist. <laughs> just it'll, be the, it'll be called the Hearing Aid playlist. Oh, my goodness. That was a lot of bands. But there was also an album that had, like, um, unreleased studio tracks and a live yeah. stuff on it. But that was never. That was just only cassette and vinyl. And this is the 12-inch single of Stars. And I think it's got, like, the short and long versions on it. Okay. It's got the long version and then the short version. The long version's, like, and then it has like a little interview of Dio on it. Um, I was listening today to um, On the Way Up Here because it's Vince and I are n- not living together as of yet. But So there's an hour drive that I have to come visit my love. But So I was listening to last podcast on the left, which is one of my favorites. Shout out to you guys. I love you guys. I feel like you're my brothers. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they were... They were, Henry Zabrowski was saying that how Dio, he said he he was only, or no, maybe it was Marcus, said that he was 4 foot 11. I don't think it was that short. No, they said he was 4 foot 11. I don't think he was 4 Marcus foot said when he went to meet them, he was, um, D, Ronnie was sitting in between, I, I'm not sure who, who he said, because I can't even remember who, what band he was visit, or seeing. But he was sitting in between them, and he just looked like what do you say? He said he's very gnome, um, gnome-like. Yeah, he, looked, he was a tiny and dude. He, he said it looked like he they off gave him a booster seat because he was just looked so tiny sitting next to these other other musicians. But I was like, wow, what a powerful guy! And the, and Henry made the comment. He's like, well, 
He's like, even if he was only four foot eleven, he was still powerful enough that he would come um, sleep with your mother and punch you in the face <laughs> on the way out. Like he, he was still powerful. <laughs> I mean, I got to see um, when he was rejoined with the Sabbath guys under the heaven yeah. and hell name. I got to see him on one of those tours, and it was just phenomenal. I could have saw his last show ever. But I didn't go, and I'm kicking myself for not going to that. Yeah, I know. Oh, no, it says on here on Google it's 5'4". So See, I didn't think it was You're that a little short. bit off there, a little bit, Henry. So anyway, <laughs> back to my records from Record and Relics. And I found a sealed copy Yeah. with the hype sticker of Keith Levine's Violent Opposition. Mm-hmm. This was the first album he did after leaving Public Image Limited. Yeah. It's funny because even the coloring reminds me of a little bit yeah. so I don't know what this is going to sound like but it was still sealed for five bucks from what year um I don't see a year on it it's on Tang Records yeah 1989 it's just fun to see so it's been still sealed the yeah. whole time yeah and the people on it Flea is on it mm-hmm. um who else is on it Hilial Slovak from Chili Peppers Jack Irons mm-hmm. so it's got some cool people on it I can't imagine what it's going to sound like, but yeah. we'll find out, because that's Keeper, unless it totally sucks. Yeah. And the next one I got is um, Rod Stewart, lead vocalist, uh, which Rod. is oh, a um, look at him. 1993 um, German release. It's it's a really interesting one. It's got... um. Uh, Gotta love Rod. That outfit, though. I know. I just... I just so it's got yeah the back cover has like a picture of Rod Current at the time in the background then the 70s Rod and the late 70s Rod at the front I've had a huge crush on Rod don't ask me why yeah we'll go into that yeah we'll devote later we'll devote an episode we will but I've loved Rod forever he just has the the killer style so let's see it's got um good it's got a Jeff Beck group song on it a couple faces tracks and just a really nice, nice compilation. Yeah, and it was in gr- it's in great, it's great shape, shape too. Yeah. German German pressing for five bucks. Yeah, so and I was like, oh, since I saw it. Yeah, and you said you're getting this, and I said okay. Yeah, finally I bought a Rod Stewart record. Yeah, <laughs> usually you don't buy them. And then next one up is um Gary Newman's I Still Remember Extended Mix 12 Inch. Looks like my um, my grand dog <laughs> on the cover. And this is from eighty. They had two Gary Newman singles, but I already had the other one. This is from 86, when he had his own Numa record label. And the other one they had, I already had, so it's, it's got um, I Still Remember and Puppets. Um, and this single was the, um, it proceeds went to the RSPCA in England, so which is really cool. And the back it says, please remember a pet is for life and not just for Christmas. <laughs> That's right. That is right. Or just through pandemics because yeah. there was, you know, a huge increase in um, pet adoptions. But as things were, have been starting to get back to normalcy, they've had, shelters have had a huge increase of returned animals. Which so sad. Which is very sad. So animals are for life, people. Ooh. I just pulled off the price tag off of yeah. it. And it's got the um, UK price oh, tag yes, on it. Is. So oh, apparently cool. it was um, three pounds at Hacken and Bell. <laughs> whatever record, and I have to Google that record store. But yeah, so I'll leave that price tag on. So that's kind of cool. And uh, so the next thing here mm-hmm. is um, 
12-inch promo single from the Japanese band EZO. The song Here It Comes, which got the, it's the same track on both sides. Um, the LP version. It's produced by Gene Simmons of Kiss. Who? It, nah, nah, just kidding. Because everybody knows who that is. It's in amazing condition. Great condition, yeah. And it came out in... 87. Is it meant to be a little, like, ombre like that? Or yeah. Is it has, oh, okay, I was going to say, think, or has it been yeah. some sun fading? No, it's, it's going to fade purpose. Yeah. How much did he want first originally? A lot of names on the back of there, too. I know, they had a special thanks in the back of the oh, promo single. Yeah, I was trying to say what the original price Oh, wow, was. they thank Hammerjacks. Well, I guess they played there. Isn't that funny? Hammerjacks was a um, a bar music venue in Baltimore. Yeah. And they were going to um, reopen, but I don't know what happened with that. Oh, and they thank Pulsations, which was a, um, a uh, music venue in Glen Mills, PA. Oh, I saw Danzig and Trouble back there back in 90 on the long wow. way back from Hell Tour. And apparently Anthrax played there back in the day and Lizzie Borden and all these people. Slayer. Uh, I, at Hammerjacks, uh, well, since you'll tell, you said that, I saw the Ramones twice there at Hammerjacks. Ooh la la. I was very happy because I, I love the Ramones very much. So I was very, I, I like to say that I was able mm. to see them because, you know, we only got Marky left, so. And we've seen Marky. Yeah, we did. That was our first date. Yeah. Oh, Marky Ramone concert. And then finally, it's a 12-inch picture disc. Uh, from the UK with the band Jagged Edge and their song You Don't Love Me. You know there was a um, an R&B yeah, I know. R&B group called Jagged yeah, Edge. Yeah, these guys are first though. Yes, well, I'm assuming. And I don't think the R&B version is spelled the same. I, I think it is. Is it spelled? Yeah. Yeah, because when these guys, there was also another rock band called Jagged Edge oh, too. Oh, funny. So when these guys came to the US, they were Jagged Edge UK. Oh. So this is a limited edition picture. This number... 254 out of who knows how many and has a sticker on the front for their tour dates of vixen wow that's funny because yeah the year was this? when you even google jagged edge it immediately comes up with the r&b group yeah 1990 and hmm. i think the one guitar player went on to play bruce dickinson's solo band i think okay pretty sure so that was our um Second record shop stop for the second day. Yep. Um, so that was nice. And then because of the weather was so hot, we had made the, or I had made the decision. I guess we did because I didn't, you know, we just tried to do everything together. But we decided to go to the Edgar Allan Poe Museum. So I went ahead and ordered our tickets for that. And then we went to go have a little appetizers and some drinks um, and just to sit down for a little bit. And before our venture on to our next record shop, and then yeah, well, we didn't have any record shops scheduled. Scheduled, right? You're right. So when we were, we were in there eating and drinking, I was looking up places. Yes. And I found this place called Wax Moon. Yes. And it sold. He has records and um, tapes and VHS, and the side of his building is painted black with a giant mural of his cat. Yeah, so we were like, okay, first of all, it's all in black. It's got a cat on the front. And he had, ar he had arcade games. <laughs> he had arcade games. I was like, this is speech speaking to every part of us. So yeah. we were really excited to go to the shop, 
that we just stumbled upon, and that's what's... So, yeah, so after we ate, we went to the Poe Museum, uh-huh. which was great. Great museum. Goes, uh, I mean, yes, there's one in Baltimore as well where he's buried, but this one is, uh, this is his birth, some he, area? Yeah, his birth, his b- birth. He was born, born in Richmond, yeah, apparently. So this it, has a little bit more of his childhood and, uh, yeah, it, and growing and up. A lot of that, the museum had a lot of his possessions, and it was yeah. cool. And they had two cats too in the yeah. museum that you could just sit, just chilled. Yeah. So we did that, and then we went to Wax Moon, mm-hmm. and um, he had a he had a nice selection of like goth mm-hmm. stuff. He did. Um, the prices were a bit much for um, cheap asses like us. That's true. Like he had a. Um, Tones on tail record for two hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. So some of them were just like, oh, like he had a he did it like you said he had a great selection, yeah. but. Um, so Bobby bought one record. Yeah, I bought <laughs> I bought one, and I'm a big spender here, but um, he did have a great selection of stickers, and I'm yeah. a, a big kid and I love stickers. And, and you got a what sticker uh, did you get? Uh, I got um, Ian from um, Joy Division, Ian Curtis. Uh, it's a sticker of him. Um, <clears throat> just great just good just old Ian face. just his face singing um, and then I got Tyler the creator for my my young my young daughter when I say young my 17 year old but anyway so I saw this and it's a dead or alive um, single uh, baby don't say goodbye um, it was only $1.99 uh, Vince wasn't really you know he's usually the more the dead or alive fan so I was thought he would get it but he's like eh, I don't need it and I'm like $1.99 I can yeah. make something with that and then I was looking at the record and I was like well if we clean it off it'll probably yeah. play fine so so we got it and is it a promo uh do 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 I don't know yeah it is look. yeah I see yeah, the, yeah, the, I see the oh he just has the, plas- the plastics on backwards because see look yeah. um yeah so it's a promotional copy of uh, baby don't say goodbye and it's literally three like five mixes f- of it. yeah five mixes of the same song so um yeah so it's it's in pretty good condition the the cover's just your basic generic white, white but it has a hype sticker with a big hype sticker um and um yeah so no matter what i was going to do something with it whether we kept it or i was going to make a bowl or a clock or something yeah, with it well you know if we if if we clean it up and it plays fine, yeah, it might end up in the store. If it doesn't, it'll be a bowl. Yeah, it, something or a clock. <laughs> That's what we're trying to experiment. experiment yeah, we're trying to make record clocks out of mm. records we have that won't play. Yeah, our first one didn't go that well, but we're gonna keep trying. We're gonna keep trying. But yeah, so that's that's the only thing that I came out yeah. with with the two stickers. It was, wasn't for lack of wanting stuff. Oh gosh, no! Oh my goodness, he had a oh. whole bunch of Alien Sex Fiend records. And all I the cramps that he had, yeah. and oh, um, some Joy Division stuff. Yeah, there was some really cool stuff that yeah. he had that I wish I could have afforded. Yeah. Um, they also have really cool. Um, they also have really great logo. Oh, great as t-shirts. Well. Great too. t-shirts. Yeah, huge t-shirt. Other, yeah, t-shirt collection. Yeah, a lot of movie shirts. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so a pretty neat store. And then you found... I found... Um, I only got two things. Yeah. I got um, a CD single of Def Leppard Slang from... I think it was 95 or 96. Somewhere around there. Uh-huh. And I got it because it has um, acoustic versions of Animal, Hysteria... Oh, I'm sorry. Not Hysteria. Animal, Pour Some Sugar on Me, and Ziggy Stardust on it. Mm-hmm. That were recorded for the BBC, so... Which I love. I love Pour Some Sugar on Me. I think everyone did. I was in fifth grade when that song. I remember that. Really? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember we were in Girl Scouts. Did I ever tell you this story? We were in, I was in Girl Scouts and we used to do mall lock-ins. Oh yeah, you yeah. And my dad went. And he was a security guard, but this so this is like I don't know how many Girl Scout troops were locked into the mall, and we had a talent <laughs> talent night. And I just remember the talent night was in the middle of the mall. You could do whatever, you know, dance, um, you know, sing, whatever. But I remember two young girls got up and did a dance to pour some sugar at me. And I was fifth grade, getting ready to go into sixth grade, and I knew what that song was about. And I was just devastated, embarrassed for them. Because I was like, do they not know? Does, does somebody not want to stop this? I don't know if they should be doing this at a Girl Scout lock-in. But anyway. And the final thing I got there was Wendy O. Williams, a three-song live EP called Fuck and Roll. It's very cool. She looks really good on the cover of this, I have to say. For her, yeah. For her, yeah. I mean, because sometimes you see Wendy and you're like, ooh, yeah. I don't know. Um, but... Originally, this was a record store day release mm-hmm. on red vinyl, so I'm going to open it up here. and Okay, and see if it, because you don't know. If yeah. It's okay. Usually I try to um, keep the shrink on them. I slit the side with mm-hmm. a razor, but this shrink is in cruddy shape anyway. Mm-hmm. So let's see what color it yeah, is. Yeah, I actually really like how they did this because it's uh, with the pictures of the guys uh, on the black. back. Oh, it's the black one. Yeah, it's not the red. That's a shame. How cheap. It only has a label on one side. Really? Oh, wow. Sure does has, what is it? Just black. black. No label. No label whatsoever uh, on the so B crazy. side. Is it supposed to be like that? I don't know. It's a, I'll have to look on Discogs. Maybe I, maybe I got a rare one. Ooh. Uh, it's not like I'm going to sell it anyway. No, yeah. You love your Wendy. I love Wendy and Wendy. She was awesome. She was. So, we thought... We're like, all right, we're done. <laughs> we're done. done. Let's get on the road. Let's get on the road and get home. So we're driving, and as we said in um, the last episode, the um, traffic around <sighs> DC gets really backed up. Really whether, backed up. Whether you're coming from uh, Maryland through DC or Virginia up. No matter what, it's yeah. just. So we were like looking at places along the way if we could stop at, and most of the stuff we saw was closed. Mm-hmm. Because this was Saturday, Saturday evening. Evening. So we are getting towards DC, and I was looking up places. I was like, "Oh, there's a lot of record stores in DC." I was like, "We should come back down." And you were like, "Well, what time are they open till?" Yeah. And so there was Smash Records. Uh-huh. It was open until nine thirty, which I thought nine thirty is an odd time. Yeah. But so she was like, "We're going." So yeah, it was seven o'clock as we were heading through about seven yeah. fifteen, and I was like, "Might as well." Yeah. I mean. We're heading through D.C. So we went into D.C. Yeah. And we found Smash Records. Yeah, we did. And um, I loved it right from the beginning because it's, it's very... It's a small shop. Very small shop. It's very 80s. Um, very 80s. Down very to the cash 80s, register. Down to the old school cash register where they were writing everything down to in a pad. Yeah, he was writing everything down on a notepad oh, and just like t- punching in the prices. So I'm just glad we didn't purchase a yeah. shit ton of stuff. And the, the kid that worked there told me he was like, he was like, yeah, so if this break, he said, we have another one in case this one break down, breaks down because that one's really shitty. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh. So I got a, a couple records and a bunch of CDs and so he mm-hmm. had to write everything behind and the couple behind us she was getting so irritated having yeah. to wait. Yeah, she, she was. She was, what's going on? She was, what's going on? And she was, why is he standing? I heard her say, why is he standing there? And the guy was like, I think he's buying stuff. She was, or is he, is he selling stuff? Yeah, that was, it was the mom of a, a guy, a young 
young no, young think, male. Was it? Was yeah, because the the dad was outside. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, the dad just gave the up. The dad just gave up and went out. But the the store it was really cool because they also instead of having not all music they also had. Um, Vintage clothing. Um, yeah, I would say about half the sh- uh, shop or a third of the shop was vintage clothing. Yeah, vintage clothing. Um, they also had some, they had sh- tennis shoes, some used, some old um, of like Vans and Converse. Um, they also had some newer um, skate style um, clothing um, and skateboard um, wheels. They had wheels mm. and decks, which I thought was interesting because this is a really small shop. Yeah, they had a cool uh, little um, book section. <laughs> little, music yeah, books. a little cool little book section. Um, they did have, you know, your classic Fred Perry shirts there in every color, which uh, for, you know, all those young skins and punkers out there. <coughs> but we went through it, went through it. Bobby came out with two items, two items, two that I was really, really um, excited for. Um, one is a Cron Gen CD, which I've never seen Cron Gen out. No, ev- ever. Cron Gen's an um, old punk band. Um, so this was actually from 85. Uh, this was made in the UK. It's a Live at the Waldorf um, um, album. So, which is really cool. So I'm really excited about it. It has 16 songs they, from them. They're, um, well, most of their new CDs were all punk CDs. Yeah. New stuff. In the used section, they had they had a three dollar section, and they had various priced used ones. They had lot, they had so much good punk CDs. Yeah, so I was really excited that yeah, Vince they, found that. So yeah. I was really excited that he found. Yeah, that. I saw the spine, so cool. and I was like, "Please don't be too much. Please don't be too much." Yeah, and it was like nine bucks. Yeah, eight ninety nine. Yeah. So it was. Uh, yeah, I'm so I'm yeah. really excited for this. Um, it's on um the label uh punks p u n x, um. So I'm just really excited to listen to this. Yeah, there was so much, oh, so much punk stuff I wanted. There really was. They had a, they had some Strangler stuff and Slaughter yeah. and the Dogs. And, and of course, your tip, you know, they had a lot of RSD um, releases too. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that I found, which I was really this excited really for awesome. this, yeah, I was really excited to find this, and it, they only had it for three ninety nine. Um, I was flipping through the small section of used punk. Um, and this was it's well, a punk was it punk slash new wave yeah punk slash new wave um, so this is a a spoken word album from Jello Biafra which you know lead singer of Dead Kennedys if you don't know well former lead singer former lead he, singer I think he's, he still was at the time yeah um, he has a just you know had that distinguish distinguishable voice uh, yeah. I just loved it anyway so it's a spoken word um, soundtrack. I love it. Even has it still has the original shrink wrap on it with the hype sticker. With the hype sticker, it says "Stop." This is a spoken word soundtrack. No music of Biafra live appearances. Contains monologues. I don't even know. How do you say that? Heron of observations, responses right. intended to amuse, inform, and educate. <laughs> um, so it was a specially priced double album at eleven ninety eight. Was the list price <laughs> on the spot sound quality all. Anatomically, anatomically correct, language. correct language. So anyway, so it has. It's called No More Cocoons, which is funny because it has sharks all over it. So you're like, what? No more cocoons, but it just kind of goes with I think Jello. Um, so yeah, so it's spoken word. Um, two record set. Two record set. Um, it's on alter alternative tentacles um, label. It's from 1987. Um, so a lot of it was things. You know, that are political things that were happening around that time. Um, 
remarks to or his thoughts um on like he has one that's a, a letter to Tipper Gore, which if you don't know that whole issue, that's something to look up. Yeah. Just look up Tipper Gore and music. And so what was inside? What was inside? There was, was a dun, mail dun, order dun. form. It was a mail order form from the original time, you know, original day with Which is awesome. Which is I awesome. I love finding stuff like that. Love it, love it. Um so yeah, it's a lot of dead Kennedy stuff on the on this form. Oh, I love it. Um so you can mail in to get a free catalog and a free sticker. Oh, I love it. But also... This is what is super awesome. Super awesome was the newspaper. It's an actual newspaper that was um, done up. Um, <laughs> contains real chocolate. Um, of all this crazy... Crazy, just political stuff that was... Very common of um, and since Bobby's Jell-O. not going to say the name of the newspaper, oh, I will. Okay. It's called Fuck Facts. Yeah, it's, it's issue two. My favorite part is that the, the headline says, "I was the queer at a Christian theme park. Um, nuclear winter may not be so bad. Radical preachers yeah, out to win." It's so funny even this if it newspaper. Opponents. Yeah, so it's hilarious. It's just I think it goes right up there with um, if, if you, if you so, know anything it's about so Jell-O. all out. All the work that went into this. Yeah, it's just great. It's fantastic. This so, was worth more than, to us, worth more than three ninety nine. dollars Yeah, so. I would have paid double that, no doubt. Probably triple or... So much to read here. So right. much going on. So I just love it. I was super excited being, you know, an old punk rock fan. I am. And uh, that sound of Jell-O. So I, I'm super excited for this. This is... I have... It's probably going to be a keeper just because of the... Uh, yeah, the inserts are so cool. Yeah, this just the meaning behind it and everything i just love it so that was my i mean perfect stop to a perfect ending of our road trip yep. record hunting and we have even got to the stuff i bought i know so you have to tell us now what you what you found right, so i'm going to start with the two records i got yeah the first one is tony mcalpine's edge of sanity uh, edge of insanity it's another um yet another um instrumental guitar album because I had two of them in part one of our road trip. And I can't see who played on this one. This one had uh, Billy Sheehan on bass from Mr. Big and David Lee Roth Band. And Steve Smith from Journey on drums. I mean, and he also, um, Tony McAlpine also produced part of and played keyboards on um, that Joey Tofola CD that I had in um, the last episode. Mm-hmm. It's in good shape. Um, yeah. We'll see how I feel about it. Like I like I said before, um, sometimes in these instrumental guitar albums, it's too much wanking, too much stuff, angry bees for me. But we'll see. Every time I think when you say wanking, I totally go for the what people think. Yeah, usually means absolutely. Yeah. It well, that's you. No, that's true. I guess that's just my yeah. dirty brain. And so the second album I got was Skids, The Absolute Game. Mm-hmm. It's a UK pressing of the embossed cover. It's from 1980 on Virgin Records. It's in pretty good shape. Um, this Skids had um, Stuart Adamson in it, who I believe is the same Stuart Adamson from um, Big Country. I could be wrong, but uh, I, don't, I don't know. I can't imagine it was two Stuart Adamsons running around. <laughs> But that was only five bucks, and it's in pretty good shape. Yeah. And I got it. The, the first and only DVD of our um, trip. Yes, it's true. I got Wendy O. Williams, Bump and Grind, live. 
it was what year? I think it was um, eighty five. It was filmed, and this was like three ninety nine. Now this was fourteen dollars. Oh, this was fourteen. Yeah, I paid more for this one because I'd never seen it before. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm pretty sure it's just the rip from the old uh, VHS tape from the eighties. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is usually outside my price range. The tape, yeah. which I'd love to have it. But and then the front goes recorded in Dolby Digital five point one sound. It's like I'm sure you just ripped it from the VHS. You know, when we pass, somebody out there is gonna really love our collection they're gonna it's gonna be the kind of collection that we wish we could find now i think that you're right but i think <laughs> that this is the concert that the wendy o williams fuck and roll ep is taken from really well wouldn't that be a coinkadink because it's got because it has because the dvd is called bump and grind and it yeah. has and the record has Fucking roll, ain't none, ain't none of your business, and bump and grind on it, and the three songs are on the DVD. Oh. No, but I'm I'm completely wrong. We retract everything I just said. Okay. Because the record was recorded in 1984 at Lemoore in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and the DVD was recorded at the um, Camden Palace Theater in London, 1985. Mm, okay. And it has a guest appearance by Lemmy and Wurzel of Motorhead. Of course Lemmy's going to be on there. And I guess it's probably during their cover of No Class. So that was the DVD I bought. And then I bought some CDs. Yeah, you did. I got um, The Church, Two Places Mm -hmm. at Once. It's a um, three-track promo single. Mm -hmm. Just three versions of the song. Love The Church, so I had to get that. I got Eddie and the Hot Rods, Been There, Done That. That was from... 2006? Hold on. That's when it was released. When was it recorded? But it's like an album of re-recorded tracks and a few new ones. I think it was... Yeah. So, that's pretty cool. Um, I got Angelic Upstarts, Two Million Voices which is a compilation of tracks from 80 and 81. So that's pretty cool. I got The Ruts, Something I Said, The Best of the Ruts. And that came out in 1995, U.S. pressing. I got The Pandoras, Nymphomania Live, which is, what year, I don't know what year this came out of, I can't read. 19... <laughs> Need my glasses. 1989. And I got it because I was happy because it had Run Down Love Battery on it because I remember that song from the Headbanger Ball days. And it was only two bucks. Cool. And they got um, Anti-Nowhere League's Pig Iron, which was just a four-track EP from 96, I think. And they got The Hounds of Hassel Vander, which is the former guitar player for um, Pentagram. And we're both Pentagram fans. Yes, we are. I wish I still had my Pentagram CDs, but I sold them. I have one left. I have a dream that I will find an original. A first pressing. Yeah, first pressing. We of saw a, a lot of repress. We saw a lot of represses. Right. Yeah. On that our was, trip. That was that. Wasn't that a bunch of places had them? Oh, did they? Yeah, they're they're like thirty five bucks. Yeah, I would love. Oh gosh, but that would be like that would be. I don't know. That would be it. Find for some eighties pressing. Oh, oh my gosh. But um. I actually sold a pentagram CD to Bobby 
from Pentagram. Not this Bobby. Yeah, yeah. But the Bobby me. from Pentagram. I sold a CD to him. He doesn't have to sell it. On um, <laughs> eBay. And he follows me on Instagram, so. Yeah, that's very And then, cool. as we come to the end mm-hmm. of our record road trip, mm-hmm. I have one album left in my hand to talk about. Wow. And it is a sealed two CD set of Theater of Hate Live. Mm-hmm. And it was recorded, let's see... In 1980, various shows in 1981 and 1982 came out. It was released in 2018, but the shows were obviously done before that. Mm -hmm. I just said it. And it's still (laughs) sealed. There's only three bucks. And I saw Theater of Hate a couple years ago in Baltimore and talked to um, singer Kirk Brandon. Mm -hmm. And it was awesome. Theater of Hate are a great band. Where did you see him in Baltimore? Autobar. Ah, that's my fa- one of my favorite places. That was um, with the show with they were um, with um, Chameleons UK and oh. Jay Aston of Gene Love Jezebel. Nice. And I thought the Theater of Hate were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And um, Kirk complimented my jacket, but I didn't realize <laughs> I had a flyer for the show rolled up my jacket on the inside oh, pocket. Oh, and you could have got him to sign and it. And I forgot to have him sign it. I was too oh. busy talking to him, and I forgot. I've done that before. When I got out to the car, I realized it was in my pocket. And I was like, damn it. Yeah. But when the Chameleons UK, I'm sorry, not Chameleons UK, they're called Chameleons Vox. Uh-huh. Because when it's just the singer touring, he calls it Chameleons Vox. Okay. And when it's him and the guitar player, they, they call it Chameleons. Okay. So it was Chameleons Vox. But when they started performing, the whole venue was packed and went ape shit. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I didn't know they had that big of a fan base. Yeah. I thought people would have went out of their minds for um, Theater of Hate. They did, but it was nothing, nothing compared. Like huh. I've seen very few times have I seen people go as nuts for a band as they did for Chameleons Vox, which shocked me. But then, like that was like on a Friday night, and uh-huh. they were supposed to play Philly on that Sunday, and they canceled because the singer of Chameleons Vox lost his voice. So they canceled the whole show. Oh, I think Theater of Hate and Jay Aston should have continued on, mm-hmm. but yeah, at least I got to see him. That's true, you did. And so. But that was fun. But if you if you plan on going into um, D.C. and think you can make a quick trip to <laughs> get in there, um, just n- give yourself some time. Just because, I mean, we had a little bit of like an hour and a half to go before um, it closed. But we had a really hard time trying to find parking. Yeah. Um, but we did. Um, and we were able to get in there and have a pretty good, decent yeah, time. Yeah, because um, the uh, parking garages were too far to walk. Too far to walk. In the heat. Yeah, it was so hot still. This yeah, is still, it, it was like, really humid still. Mm-hmm. At least the sun wasn't out anymore, but it was still humid. Still humid. So we had to circle neighborhoods for a while. And that town, or that section of D.C. that it's in is, is a residential area, but there's also just a strip of like Re- just basically. So many restaurants and bars. Restaurant and bars, restaurant and bars, restaurant and bars. So it's very busy happening there. So just give yourself some time to park um, if you're going to go to D.C. Um, and go record hunting. D.C. is also a very large city, such as Richmond, so you need to give yourself plenty of time get um, to get around and to get from one place to the other. And it's just easier to park and leave your car and take Ubers or taxis around the town. And so, so this is the end of um, episode three. Episode three. Record Road Trip Part Two. Yep. Um, so... So I hope you liked it. Um, you know, like us, subscri- um, subscribe, subscribe, like, like follow, follow, share, share <laughs> and check that. out. You know, if you want to check out um, our stuff, um, take you to our eBay store and all that. Just go to www.bittersweetandtwistedrecords.com. 
dot com. Yeah, yeah. I have to say that slow because so, I mess it up every time. Yeah, that has our link to everything. <laughs> it has a link to where you can listen to the podcast at, the yeah. places. It has a link to the eBay store so you can buy records and CDs and tapes and all that fun stuff. It has a link to our merch store so you can buy yes. t-shirts and buttons and stickers and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Um, link to um, our Spotify playlist, which we do... Uh, a companion playlist to each episode Absolutely. of the podcast which features music that we talk about and we also do individual standalone playlists mm-hmm. i feel like this is going to be a really large playlist for our road trip because, oh, well, oh well it's going to be two of them yeah so much but music. like we were saying in the last episode i don't think a lot of this stuff is going to be on spotify yeah i mean you never know you never know it could be it's wrong true. but so if there's someone here that we don't have on a playlist that to correlates to this episode please just go and you know, They're educate. probably going to be on YouTube. Yeah, go YouTube, check them out. Just you know, it's all good stuff. It's yeah. all good. There's you know, it's and thanks for listening. And you know, I know we talk a lot of music talk. So and that's our goal is that's and the community we want. If it's you music um, people. if you enjoyed our two episodes dedicate dedicated to the um road trip record road trip, um, let us know. Let us know if you want to yeah. hear us do another one. Yeah, let us know how we do it because we plan on we we've gone we. We've been to plenty. But we've never thought stuff. about recapping. Recapping, yeah. So um, so I'm sure we will have plenty more. Um, we yeah. try to do a couple day trips or, you know, within day driving. Yeah, because, you know, cause if you like them, because we'll, we want to go out to Pittsburgh. We yeah. Hit some shops out there. We'll do one about that. We're going to go up to Connecticut again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and just let us know um, yeah. if you like it. So, um I think that brings us to the end. Yeah. We'll see. We talked about the road trip. We wrapped that we up. We did. We plugged all of our stuff. We did. Also on bittersweetandtwistedrecords.com is all of our social media that yep. we bother with. Because yes. I still hate TikTok. <laughs> we don't understand. We don't understand because we're old. We're old. Um, I think we covered it all. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. Have see you a, next time. Yeah, see you next time.